Hello and welcome to Pitas and Honey Bunches Pop Culture Spectacular, the only show that had remember how it opened. It's been a while. It has been a while. Motherfuckers. Uh, we're back. Pita's back. I know. Honey Bunches is back. With the job change and everything, we had to switch things around. Yep, and hopefully we'll be a, li- a bit more uh, uh, regular, whether it's uh, myself and Pita, and I'll introduce yeah. us, obviously, in this moment, uh, or with Calvin on the Nerd Vomit Special Editions. Uh, this is, as previously said, Pita's and Honey Bunches Pop Culture Spectacular. Uh, I am Honey Bunches, a.k.a. Doug, and with me, as mostly always, so not always, but sometimes, uh, is PETA, a.k.a. Pain in the Ass, a.k.a. Christina. What up, nerds? Hopefully this audio is good, uh, because we are actually sitting outside, uh, enjoying a slightly windy afternoon. Morning? Still morning. Morning. Uh, and I've got my windscreen on, so hopefully that's, it's, that's working out. Um, if not, please enjoy the NDK content that you didn't know you were going to be enjoying because you wouldn't have ever heard me say that. Lots on the marquee. I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> um, mostly video games. Uh, a lot of big news in video games. Uh, but first, the big news from last week was rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Um, that I was a hard one to read this morning That was on our notes. I, I mean, he was fighting a close to 10-year battle of cancer extremely quietly, like Chadwick Boseman level quietly. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. We're kind of forever, but let's not take away from uh, Norm MacDonald. I know. And uh, especially because Chadwick Boseman's been on multiple episodes of What If at this point, and it's not getting any easier hearing him. Uh, Norm MacDonald, I know him from Sunday Night Live. He was Burt Reynolds on the SNL uh, Celebrity Jeopardies. He was in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, uh, that's where I know him from. I know him from the Fairly Odd Parents playing the genie. Um, there is something else. Oh, and the KFC uh, Colonel Sanders commercials. He was there one for of like they had like a hot second where they had like they had Reba ones too. They had well, it was like it started like they had like started having a, a plot of like there were these different colonels like fucking multiverse colonels. Yeah. Um, and so. multiverse. <laughs> We're, we're going to get into some multiverse talk later. Um, but, uh, yeah, Rip Norm MacDonald. I mean, I was talking off air with you that I think it was an Andy Kaufman level of comedic genius. Uh, yeah. Him on the uh, Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget where instead of, like, preparing, like, scathing roast jokes, um, he just pulled a bunch of, like, old roast jokes from, like, the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And I initially thought he was, like, bombing. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, he's bombing on purpose. Oh, even better. Like, well, actually, he was bombing on purpose. So, and it's like that level of, like, just, and his stand-up is so funny and witty. Um, oh, man, Bob Saget directed him in Dirty Work. I forgot about that movie. With oh. You? Uh, yeah, don't. Don't think I know Dirty Work. It's, I don't know if it holds up. That one I don't know. I'd have to double check. But, like, Artie Lange um, is super funny in it. Uh, Don Rickles. Don Rickles, the late great insult comic Don Rickles is in it. Um, it's it's. I'm gonna have to revisit that this week. Yeah. Uh, revisiting dirty work, because Norm Macdonald had this whole thing on SNL where he'd get like a little tape recorder back when they had tape, tape recorders. recorders. What's that? Right, <laughs> Baby. No, I know what a tape recorder is. But he would be like, note to self, 
like get ass wart cream for that wart on my ass or like something yeah. like that. And he would do that on like when he would um he was the weekend update, like their like fake news thing. Um or comedic news, I shouldn't say fake news. Um satirical news thing. Uh and like he would do that and then he did that in dirty work as a you know, nod but that was his that was his shtick. Um but yeah, Rip Nor McDonald, uh that that it, he just it, has such an iconic voice that I would kn- I didn't know his his name, like, but I was like, oh, I knew like, hey, you played in this, you played in that, because I would just know his voice, and it's sad to lose such a great comedian. And like I said, his stand-up was witty, dark, offbeat, offbeat. Sorry, your um, kind of humor. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like super dry. He's one of those like you don't know when he's kidding and when he's not, um, which I love. So, Rip Norm McDonald, uh, you were one of the greats. Someone posted a thing where it said, like, right now, up in heaven, this is happening. And it was a picture of um, Norm McDonald and Chris Farley. <laughs> and I was like, aww. Did you get a little misty on that one? Almost. Uh, Not quite, though. I wasn't that big of a Chris Farley fan, to be perfectly honest. Like, he was an amazing, like, physical comic, but... And he was, I mean, a genius, but... Yeah, no, I guess I was a fan. I guess I was a fan. I mean, Tommy Boy, Black Sheep, the fucking, like... A fan in your own way. But, yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't follow him for, like, everything he did, but... Yeah. When it was him and Patrick Swayze doing the, like, weird uh, Chippendale dancer dance-off, shit was funny. That's all I gotta say on Shit was funny. Speaking of shit that's funny, uh, Rick and Morty, season five, season finale. I'm not using hyperbole here fucking game changer. Really? It changes oh, Did they bring out Evil Morty? Evil Morty comes back. They finally, well, I didn't. I wouldn't say they finally tie off that stump. Um, they left it open-ended, but they do bring back Evil Morty. Because that Evil Morty, if I remember correctly, from that alien planet had a bear, like a wall, a shield of just Mortys, right? Yes. Yes. So, that the Rick that made the mo- weird Morty pain shield like hacked our Rick uh, C-136 I think or uh, 137 I think um, hacked that Rick's portal gun this is all what second season? I think so anyway Evil Morty escapes uh, ends up um, becoming the president of the Citadel of Rick's the first obviously Morty to yeah. be elected um, invites our Rick and Morty you know what I'm going to call prime Rick and Morty I suppose um, to the Citadel where he reveals that he's going to basically break down like he's going to like ruin this ama- like okay so what happens is you find out the Rickest Rick of all the Ricks our Rick actually helped build the Citadel um, to what it is now and created what's called the oh, fuck finite curved loop or something like that and basically it cuts off all of the multiverses that where Rick isn't the smartest person. So all the multiverses we know are the only, are the ones that Rick was the smartest person in. Which means now the whole multiverse is completely open, including the ones where Rick isn't the smartest motherfucker out there. Uh, also, there is no more portal goo. Portal goo. Like the green. Oh. There's no more portal juice. 
He's got no more portal juice. Nope. Um, right now, Rick and Morty are in a like escape pod from the Citadel with a bunch of weird underground dwelling um, Morlock, for lack of a better word. Morlock Mortys. Uh, Beth Summer and uh, what's the dad's name? Jerry. Jerry, thank you. Um, are still on Earth and they don't know what the fuck's happening. And Rick and Morty have no way home. Um, as well as Evil Morty with a golden portal gun. We've been they've been calling it on the internet. It's like a yellow portal. Uh, now has access to the complete, 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 complete multiverse. multiverse. Damn. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But yeah, for them to like, oh, and uh, Rick also developed a way to like artificially create Mortys or like basically engineer um, Jerry and Beth always meeting in any universe. Oh wow! To so you make can have Mortys, like Mortys that way they would have a Morty. So the Ricks would always have a Morty to go with the, and a Morty would always have a Rick. Which means they basically created artificial, well, artificially created Mortys. Like, so now, like, Morty's like, I want 100% transparency. Like, I want to be in on this. Like, this is ridiculous. My life has been engineered. Yeah. So, yeah, total game changer. Total game changer at the end of Rick and Morty. Um, the end, the post credit scene is uh, a fabulous return uh, of Mr. Poopy Butthole. Who basically uh, has had a rough year? Uh, he lost his job. He lost his wife and kid, like divorce, and they, you oh, know, wow. like wife left him. And he ends up going on this sad little, like, poignant rant about like to tell the people you love, like you love them, because like we only have so much time, like, together. And I'm like, Jesus, talk about getting misty. I was like, Yeah, dude, I'm about to cry from a monologue from a character called Mr. Poopy Butthole. So thanks, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. Yeah, no kidding. Because I would have not seen that coming five years ago when the show started. Speaking of things we return to, uh, and now we're gonna get into video game talk, uh, I recently bought and then beat uh, Psychonauts 2, which is a great squeal. No, I didn't misspeak. I was trying to write sequel, and it autocorrected to squeal. Uh, it's a great sequel. Um, squeal! For those not in the know, um, and I, I, I think Psychonauts is a, bit, a little bit before your time. Probably a little bit. Um, basically, you play this... Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were... <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Psychonauts. Psychonauts. Before my time, a little bit. Yes, um... So it's by Double Fine, a great studio. They're known for like their really offbeat, humored shows. Yeah. And um, shows, games. And Psychonauts is about this like little kid named Rasputin Aquato, who is an acrobat, like comes from a family ac acrobats who they, do, they they're prejudiced against psychics. Turns out he's a psychic. Gee, what a shock. Um, and uh, he goes off to like this like weird psychic summer camp. Um, and solves the mystery of like the missing campers because their brains are getting huh. stolen by the gym teacher. It's weird. It's but it's awesome. And he's like telekinesis yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and Psychonauts two came out uh, I think last month, and I immediately got it. Uh, and it's a phenomenal sequel. It's a great, um, really cartoony. I wouldn't say hack and slash, but kind of a like an open world platformer. I guess I'd okay. call it. 
Um, and the voice cast is phenomenal. I'm going to get into the main character in a second. But Jack Black's in it, and he was on um, Double Fine's Brutal Legend, which is a heavy metal-based RPG that had Ozzy in it as the merchant. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Lemmy from, uh, once again, the late great uh, Lemmy from um, Motorhead was uh, like your like fast travel guy. Elijah Wood plays the voice of the male clerk, who is, well, I don't want to say, I don't want to, no, I'll, I'll say spoilers. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a game that I will download, but well, I, I do. Well, I meant for else. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but the male clerk is kind of the mole, but not really, but is. You have to kind of play, there's a lot of brain switchery, so. Um, and then the main character, and this, I just want to get into this, uh, with the Invader Zim Easter egg. The main character before he was Zim, and I'm trying to remember the, the name of the voice actor, and it's not coming to me right now, but I know his last name's Horowitz. Um, I want to say, like, Michael Horowitz. I don't think that's right, but we'll go with it. Um, voice of Invader Zim. Uh, before that, he was Rasputin on Psychonauts. And in Psychonauts 2, yeah. you get to draw this little, like, little extra helper, your archetype. And it's voiced by uh, uh, Ricky... Fuck, what is his name? Ricky something Simmons. I'm sorry, I'm fucking up with names right now. Um, but he's the voice of Gur. So there actually is like a Zim and Gur Easter egg in it. Nice. Um, and it was so nice to hear Gur. I love you. I'm Gur. I just love that you you can buy these like pins that like enhance your abilities. And one of them is... Please tell me one of them is the shape of Gur. No, but one of them is to mute mute your archetype while he's around because he constantly talks and it's very much in line with the uh, you can shut off the narrator in Biomutant because he talks all the time nice but the thing is like when you like run ahead of your archetype he turns into a because he's made out of like a little piece of paper he turns into a paper airplane and he's like I'm a paper airplane I'm a plane now and it's so fucking adorable that I never want to turn it off um, the game is great it takes place literally a day after the VR game, which was set one day after the first game. Okay. So all of this is happening within like 48 to 72 hours. Um, it, it's funny, it's quirky, I love the humor. Um, the puzzles were great. The visuals were amazing. Um, my only bitch, and it's so petty, is that Double Fine got bought out by Microsoft. So Aww. on my PlayStation, when I boot up the game, it goes, Xbox Studios and I'm like fuck you Ugh. I just gave I just gave Xbox money fuckers no kidding um, that's horrible we'll talk about the Sony Showcase and then you're playing a new game and I'm playing a new game yeah um, Sony Showcase came out last week uh, we got trailers for God of War 2 Ragnarok nice I got Concrete Pillar hard because I love God of War I've been playing it since the first game on I believe PlayStation 2. Um, okay. The director, Corey, once again, I'm going to fuck up a name. It's not Balrog. Maybe it is Balrog. Balog? Whatever. The director of the previous game, I think he's directed other um, God of Wars as well, says it's not going to be a trilogy. Like, this one's going to kind of end the narrative and they don't know Damn. what's going to happen next. If it's going to be another soft reboot, like God of War and God of War Ragnarok, or... But, I mean, God of War was, like, 
it was a, a game of the year. So I can't imagine they're not going to keep making them. I mean, it'd be like if Marvel went, yeah, well, we're kind of done with the Avengers thing. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That gonna, would be. They're, they're, they're going to keep making those movies, and Santa Monica Studios is going to keep making God of War games. Uh, we got the Insomnia, uh, I'm sorry, Insomniac, Spider-Man, Sony Spider-Man 2, uh, which features Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Venom. Interesting nice. to see where that goes. That's all we know at this point. And they released the trailer and pre-order for uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is the Borderlands spinoff. Uh, Long-time listeners uh, will know that I'm obsessed with Borderlands. Uh, you are. Yeah. What? Two t-shirts, all the Funkos, <laughs> background on my phone. What stallion Funko. Yep, butt stallion, butt signs in the in the trailer, um, that kind of thing. Uh, as I said on Dan, I would not be surprised if somewhere somewhere in the future, I actually get a Vault Hunter like tattoo, like whether it's a character or the actual symbol. Yeah. Maybe to cover up the one I don't talk about. Um, that I would, would actually be good to spot for it. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, right wrist. But anyway, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I got a Borderlands tattoo at all. You need one um, at this point. I deserve one at this point. Yeah, you deserve one. Uh, I've got all the games. I've played all the games. I beat all the games. I have all the comics. I love Borderlands. All Moving the Funkos. Um, so I've already pre-ordered that. I got the deluxe edition that comes with a bunch of pre-order exclusives or uh, incentives, plus a pl- can't say that five times fast either. Plus a plush butt stallion, which got the plush butt stallion. Yeah, that sounds like a sex move. Um, uh, just a if bit. you don't, if you don't know, uh, Borderlands, in Borderlands 2, the bad guy, Handsome Jack, is so rich that he says he bought a pony made entirely of diamonds and named it Butt Stallion, and has become like a running gag slash character. Uh, but Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is basically a full version of. They released a DLC for Borderlands 2 where Tiny Tina runs a. It's a D&D type module yeah. um, called Bunkers and Badasses. Isn't she the DM? She is the DM, which is very schizophrenic and funny. Um, and in this, not only do you have like the Borderlands level like guns, but you also have like magic. You actually build your character from the ground up like yeah. you would in D&D. So I'm really interested to see the mechanics of basically like a true, like, like almost like pen and paper pen and paper um, like looter shooter yeah um, so I'm excited uh, it doesn't it comes out I think in March uh, and I already pre-ordered uh, Horizon Forbidden West I wish I could I could pre-order it but I need to get a 5 at some point to be able to play it no it's on 4 no when I looked it up it said only playable on 5 no shit yeah you know I'm actually not really looking forward to like the shield and glide abilities. What is that? I don't know. It seems like she's like overpowered at this point. Yeah. Like but yeah, because I went to go download to be like, oh, I, I can see I can download it, and then it said I scrolled through the information only playable on PS5. I was like, you mother truckers. That's why I'm glad I got my five. I don't have to worry about that shit. Sorry. That's okay. Salt in the wound. I know. Eventually, I'll get one. I want one with a bigger hard drive at some point. Are you? Though. GameStop emails me like. Every two weeks, talking about restocks. Or sign up for some new rewards, because that's how I got I have mine. rewards. I just can't remember what email it's linked to. Yeah. 
but yeah, I want one with a bigger hard drive, but you know. Uh, they actually just released a new update so you can um, add uh, an extended um, SS uh, drive to it. Nice. Unfortunately, SS drives are like starting at $500, which is how much a PlayStation 5 Yeah, costs. so I'd be putting a grand to get more storage and to get a new system. But and I'm backlogged on games. I shouldn't get a 5 to start new games when I have a backlog of games. I'm, I actually have a slew of games coming down the, the pike. I got that Kena and the Spirits game I forgot I pre-ordered. But uh, we'll talk about new games in it. Well, talk about new games now, but I'll talk about my new game in a couple yeah. minutes. You got into... I got into, actually, Ark Survival. Um, I didn't think I would like it, so my, you know, Brian plays it. So I was like, oh, okay, oh, you know, maybe I'll get it. And he had said, like, you know, if you're not going to like it, don't go dropping, like, 30 or 40 bucks, whatever it was. And it was on the summer sale list for 10 bucks. I was like, done. If I don't like it, I didn't spend a whole bunch. And actually, <laughs> in the 20 days that we had been playing, like, co-op together, I still outgamed him. I started taming dinosaurs before him. I've already built a house, a fence, a wall. I've already been like, nope, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Like, and I've already gotten two tech dinos because they only have like 5% chance of spawning. So they're just like uh, Horizon Zero mech monsters. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, so I got those and one happened to be a male, one happened to be a female. So I bred them and now we have a little baby one. How and I've you, been... How do you have... How do you have more? Because that's some incest shit right there. That is some Adam and Eve, like, logic problems. No, because they're, they're not, like, this, like, yeah, he's, yeah. children of each other. But if one I, of them is. Well, one of them is, which I would not breed with those two. Or I would if the stats are great, because it doesn't really, well. We're going down a rabbit hole I don't want to go down and think about in this game. No, 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 you're, no, you, you have a game where you are breeding incestuous hillbilly dinosaurs, and I love it. I've not done that yet. I've bred yeah. dodos, I've bred dilophosauruses, and I've bred my tech dinos and our two parasaurolophuses. One, repeat that last word? Parasaurolophus? Sure. The, I, I the, the duckbill-like dino. Like Ducky from yeah, yeah, Land yeah, yeah. Before Time, yeah. Which yeah, one yeah. of them I named Ducky. Of course it is. So, so then I want to get a triceratops what? named or Sarah. And then go... Get a long neck. Yeah. Yep, and then get a... Uh, Stegosaurus to name Spike, and then I need a pterodon to name Petri. I think I still have my wait. Longnecks. What was the name of the main character in Littlefoot? Like, Littlefoot. Thank you. I knew it wasn't Longneck. I think I still have my original Littlefoot stuffed animal, which is like, a, like at least a yeah. It was like a big. Inch, well, it was a big. Inch. But I've actually really enjoyed it, and Brian's actually been shocked that I actually enjoyed it. I was like, no, it's not. It's difficult, but it's not difficult. But the getting the supplies and crafting is not a huge challenge. But it is. It's a bit challenging, and it's at retrospect. But I played on easy, and not hard. If I did on hard, I would have like given up long ago. So, okay, I never played Ark. I know it's a first-person shooter, and it seems like it's monster uh, first hunter. First-person like hunter shooter, yeah. Well, yeah. And you can do it. Arrows, you so. can start a host a platform. Okay. And other players can join that, and you can get, like, a tribe with other people. So this just seems like Monster Hunter with dinosaurs to me. Yeah. Now, I know I break things down to make them sound stupid, because that's what I do. But I set mine to private, because I'm like, I don't really want a bunch of random people I'm not really stealing my dinosaurs, either. Oh, they can steal them? I don't know if they can steal them, but they could probably ride them and follow them, and, like, I don't know. I just don't want to risk it, because I worked hard to get these, and it's not happening. Your hillbillyosauruses? Fuck you. 
Um, but you're enjoying it. I am thoroughly enjoying it, actually. You're rising through the ranks. I am. We're on day 40, and I'm, like, level 62. I assume that's high. Yeah, and every time Brian jumps on to play, he's like, damn, you've been hard at work. And I was like, yep. I make sure there's meat on the fire for you and home. And I'm like, oh, you know what? domestic goddess. But <laughs> he's in charge of the crops. I'm in charge of just getting the dinosaurs and, you know, being the badass in our group. So you're really flipping the uh, the gender, yep. the uh, prescribed gender roles here. Okay. For sure. Um, okay. I mean, I'm not going to get into it, and that's just... But it's taken over a lot of my time to where I'm not even really playing a lot of Overwatch. I haven't even downloaded the Ghost of Tsushima um, I got that, DLC. But, yeah, the, the Island of Ishii. I, I've got it. I just haven't touched it. Um, I was busy with Psychonauts, and then... Well, I don't know if you want to jump to my game. Well, the other reason why I like Ark is because I can just go on, collect a couple of things, and I need to finish building something, I can jump off. Like, I'm not in a story mode or anything. So it's kind of a nice, like... I've got an hour to two hours to kill, and then I'll finish that, and then... So, and then you mentioned that you breed dinosaurs on your little farm. Yes. Um, so there's, like, resource building. Yeah, it's a resource building game. Yeah, I hate those. But it's easy to get a lot of stuff, at least on easy mode. I'm sure hard would be a lot more difficult. Yeah, stuff's a lot more scarce. Well, I think it'd be more the meat-eater dinosaurs, the carnivores, would be trying to kill you more, and there'd be more of them around. Yeah, okay. So... Because it was like, I played um, Days Gone, that zombie game. It's fucking great. Um, yeah. And uh, if you play it on, like, hard or extreme or whatever the other one is, um, yeah, like, resources are, like, ridiculously scarce. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, this game noise. was not. It is a little bit, in retrospect, like, metal is probably one of the hardest ones to come by because you have to break up rocks to get the metal, and you get more stone and flint from that and maybe, like, two or three pieces of metal. So the metal's a little bit harder to come by, but you get other resources to build other things that you need. Okay. So you always get everything. Some of it is a little bit harder to find, so you just have to be more conservative of what you use right, it right. for. And I'm not good at that at the beginning of the game. I spend all my shit at the beginning of the game. No, I hoard, I'm sorry. And then I splurge. Oh, we have two large storage boxes and we need to upgrade to a third one because we have so much fucking shit for how much I've gone and collected just to build things. But I set up a base with a bed so that way if we were to die, like we'd have, you know, some beginner clothing in there. We'd have resources to build what we needed. Oh, nice to mitigate the loss of resources. Yeah, and having cool. to go find my dead body by God knows whatever the fuck it is that killed me and I don't have to risk dying again. But then we built another base as we explored and built kind of like a little pseudo base just okay. to be like, hey, we have a fence to protect us. We've got a little storage box for supplies if we need something and a bed because you can fast travel between the beds that you make. But you have to drop all of your inventory, but it's like, but I could drop it all here if it's not a lot that I need, and then go to my other one and get stuff that I need, and... then travel back. And, well, not really can travel back, yeah. but... Because ended up leaving the... Yeah, okay. But it was nice to have, like, those little beds set up, and... Shut up. Make me. That's how I... That'd be counterproductive. Um... By the way, uh, I say shut up instead of uh, bless you or resume type because it's funny to watch people's reactions when you say shut up when they sneeze. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of losing resources, uh, I've been playing, I just got into this morning, Deathloop, uh, which you and I were talking off air about a couple of days ago. Is that the one that you said I should look into? Yeah. Um, it's one of those where I don't know if I'd recommend it just yet because I'm okay. still like super fresh into it. But the premise is 
Well, you start the game off by dying. Um, like, there's a woman just shoving a machete into your fucking chest. This is the one that you have to kill so many people in a certain amount of time or whatever, right. and if you so, you can go back, you die, you start over, but you can plan better based on... Yeah, so the official synopsis... The official synopsis is that, like, yeah, you're stuck in, like, a time loop, effectively, and every time you die, you end up back at the same spot on the beach, and you've lost all your shit. But, you know where people are going to be, you know what, you know, mistakes you made... And um, how to go from there. Right. And really, when playing it, you're just as confused as the main character, Cult. Um, like, I just got a gun, and I was, like, in the first hour. Like, I found ammo before I found the gun. Nice. But now I know, like, where the gun is, so if I die, I, I know exactly, like, what to do. Like, it's, yeah. it's very Groundhog Day. Um, okay. So, I haven't outright, like, fucked up my loop yet. It is early on, but I am okay. like I'm better at first-person shooters, and it's a first-person shooter. Um, I'm better at first-person shooters than I used to be, thanks to Destiny and Borderlands. So I'm getting a lot more headshots right off the bat. That's good. Um, yeah, I've gotten better with archery with um, Horizon or not Horizon with um, Arc, because at first you get a bow and arrow, and they can make a crossbow. And I thought the crossbow I had to pull back and like hold before. Now I was just firing off, so it took me a second. But now I can line up better and shoot them, and then knock them out, and either kill them and harvest their meat and hide or I can tame them and I'm hoping you're talking about dinosaurs and not people because that's some psychopath shit yes it's the dinosaurs there's no other people in the world except for me and if I invite other people really yeah that I've come across because I'm hosting a private right 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 yeah one that people can't join so I got you I got you covered um yeah I'm not the aesthetics of Deathloop are very, like, 60s, 70s. Okay. Um, once again, like, switching weapons is a little clunky, but probably just because I just started playing it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I run into a little bit of problem. I'm used to, like, once again, Psychonauts, where I, I, when I change my loadout, it, like, completely pauses the game. Yeah. Whereas, like, on Deathloop, like... That's what happens it slows with, things down, like, like like Horizon. Yeah, but that's what happens in Ark is like I accidentally hit O, and it brings up my menu, and I'm still getting attacked, so I have to try to click out of it really quick, and then I go through this like open and close, and then I'm dead, and I'm like, God, mother truck, fuck. Uh, that was what I disliked the most about Destiny is that you really couldn't pause it. I can if I'm like hidden or at home or like there's no enemies around. It's like that's a safe time to do it, but I'll accidentally do it when I'm being attacked and I'm like, well, I'm dead. You you can't pause Destiny. Like you can't pause and like go to well, work. Like you will yeah. die multiple times and you just respawn and then die again. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where. Oh, and so yeah, you have to kill. The, the official premise is like, yeah, you're in a time loop, death loop. Yeah. And to get off this island, the Black Reef Island, you have to kill, like, the, I think, six, we'll call them mob bosses. Okay. Like cartel boss, some kind of something. Once again, new to the game, not quite sure. Um, and while you're all trying to do this and dicking around with, you know, like, not dying. Uh, yeah. And trying to kill all the bosses, you are also being hunted by another assassin who knows pretty much everything called Juliana, who's the girl that stabbed you in the chest. So the is your beginning. goal trying to kill all those people before she kills you? Or they do. She seems to be able to communicate across a radio transmission to the entire island where they're like, she goes, cults like, 
out of his little bunker. Like, everyone be on the lookout. And you're like, ah, shit. Um, it almost sounds like the Hitman game, but not quite the Hitman game. It's like, if you... If... If Groundhog Day... If Groundhog Day and Hitman had a baby, and then they just let it watch, like, foul mouth like, Martin Scorsese films, and, yeah. Okay. Because like, it's a lot of cursing, which is awesome. I mean, I don't mind it. But, like, even, like, the character and myself almost simultaneously went, what the fuck, this morning? Because I was like, what the I saw you were on playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I beat Psychonauts last, uh, yesterday. So, um, yeah, but I'm interested to see where, uh, I'm interested to see where, uh, Deathloop goes. It's, it's okay. a really interesting premise, a lot of cool mechanics. I just got what's called a slab, which is like some kind of a weird psycho-reactive metal, where, um, I can die twice without resetting my loop. Yeah. Which is where I wake up on the beach. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched to playing it. It's... One of the few games that, um, when I saw the reviews, it's like 10 out of 10. Okay. And the, re the replayability is off the charts because there's so many like variations um, or variables for like how to how to play the game. Like you can go stealth, you can go in guns a blazing, but that's gonna draw more people out. Yeah. Which makes total sense. So it's like I could try to kill the same boss. Like I don't even know like, how many hundreds of different ways. Yeah. It's just finding the way that suits my playing best. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, and then speaking of breaking loops, because that's what the Juliana is trying to... I'm trying to break the loop. She's trying to protect it. There's some kind of shadowy agency and it appears of everyone on the island are volunteers. I'm not quite sure. Once again, I'm only like in the first like hour and a half. Okay. Uh, but speaking of... Uh, mind-melting premises, and this will be the last thing we talk about, uh, the Matrix 4, Matrix Resurrection trailer dropped a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, why don't you tell the folks about your uh, lack of Matrix viewing? Your, your lack of Matrix. No, I'd rather not be uh, shamed your, your, on podcasts. Your, your, your Matrix. Yeah. Um, skip the third one. I mean, it wraps everything up, but it's really... So if I were to watch it, do the first, second, and fourth. Well, or just the first and fourth. First and fourth, because according to the what I've gathered from the first trailer of the fourth one, um, it pretty much takes place like it ignores like two and three. Okay. Which is good because we should all ignore two and three. Um, they were that bad. It wasn't. It was that bad. It, it's just so I've talked about it before, but there's a thing called uh, a sophomore jinx, which is when you. You have a successful, like, first book, first album, first yeah. movie, whatever. Um, and then your second one's people find lacking. And it's because, and as I put it, and Deb loves this, where I say, you spend your whole life writing your first thing. Yeah. You spend a year writing your second. Like, you know what? Like, give them the, yeah. the life experience. You don't have, you know, whatever. So, and Matrix, I think it just, it got away from the Wachowskis. Um, okay. And I know there's... I think it's Lana is the only one that's back, uh, wrote and directed the, the fourth one. But from the trailer, it looks like they yeah, totally ignore it. Like, at the end of, you know, like at the beginning of the trailer, like, weirdly, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Doogie Hauser MD, and uh, Barney from How I Met Your Mother, uh, 
or like he plays his therapist and he's like are you still having like these weird dreams where like you're the one and you know kind of reads is like I don't know what's real anymore and it just seems like I don't know it, it's like a almost like a almost a weird reboot like he and Trinity don't know who each other are and okay. they, they re-meet in the Matrix and there's like that little Matrix sound when they like touch hands and I'm like what there's a different Morpheus so I don't know what the fuck's going on there apparently they didn't ask uh, Lawrence Fishburne to come back for his iconic role um, I, I, I don't know this is all the third one ended with like Neo the one uh, returning okay. to the Matrix to end the war so I don't know if this is like he's still the same Neo or now he's a different iteration because they said in the second one they were like there have been like hundreds of Neo or hundreds of the one um, because yeah. basically in the Matrix free will is a remainder of um a remainder of an equation that they can't, like the machines can't solve, okay. which is a really cool way of fucking saying it. It was just really fucking boring hearing it. Gotcha. Because um, they mixed in like philosophy and mathematics, and you're like, okay, well, this is a movie about like people dodging bullets. What the fuck? I was not really looking forward to like a philosophical thing for half an hour with the yeah. architect. But anyway, uh, I'm excited. It's gonna make what I call Matrix money. I mean, Matrix sounds exciting. Maybe you should fucking watch them. I'll get it to the list watch. of other shit I gotta do. The thing do. is, if you watch the first one, it's gonna be so dated, but like, it was so groundbreaking with it's like, bullet time was not a thing yet. So when you see him like dodging the bullets in like yeah. real time, that was fucking new. It was like the, like, it was like Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park where you're like, holy shit, I think the dinosaurs are actually fucking real. Yeah. Because the, the effects were so awesome. Okay. So. Well, that was now I'm committal. Okay. I'll watch it. That was better. That okay was so high, I made a dog bark. You were a dog whistle. And I haven't made you snort at all. No. You got my squeak sneeze, though. Oh, I did get your squeak sneeze. Uh, so that's that's all we've got. Sorry for kind of a rambly short episode, but um, yeah, we'll be hopefully back next week. Yeah. And we'll have more. Maybe you'll have seen a Matrix. Not likely in a week. Alright. Well, from Pitas and Honey Bunches, pop, pop, pop culture spectacular. Uh, I'm Honey Bunches. I'm Pita. And I forget how we end this because we don't have an ending. We it's don't have something an about ending. STDs, I think. If you've liked what you've heard, listen and subscribe to our other shows like No Applause, Just the Clap. PETA's and Honey Bunch's Pop Culture Spectacular, Fear Agents, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.